hamster with a blunt penknife would do it quicker. Welcome back to uh, Hamster with a Blunt Penknife, the Doctor Who commentary podcast. Hello, Mr. Mark Rawlins. Hello, I'm still here. Here's part two of your interview. So your next <laughs> question is, <laughs> if you were an animal, what animal would you be? Oh, my God. <laughs> I had, do you know what? I've been, I have been to, uh, it wasn't about animals. It was, oh, it was about colours. Like, if you could describe your overall personality in a series of colours. Like, What's really? that going to help anyone with? I have no idea. Thank <laughs> God I didn't get that job. And it wasn't like, for anything new agey either. Oh, no, no, yeah, those questions. I would, oh, all the, I have the customer service ones. I've had that. Yeah, would you What's the best if... customer service you've ever received? And I said, I can only think of the bad. <laughs> if, if you were interviewing for a Doctor Who companion... Say you're the doctor. What question would you ask? Uh, well, it depends which doctor, doesn't it? If it was like the third doctor, <laughs> yeah. it would be like, "Can you make tea? <laughs> can Can you handle me being a patronising prick?" <laughs> if you were Tom Baker, you'd be like, um, "Oh, uh, Tom Baker, ask." What would he? Ask? Mm, I don't know. He wouldn't really. He wouldn't interview really, would he? No, just grab it. It's just the third doctor that would just yeah. be like Peter Davison's would be like a really dull question. Like, you know, oh, are you good on your feet or something like that, you know. <laughs> are you good on your feet? Colin Baker was like, Okay, I'm going to do a quotation now and I'm going to watch your face and if I'm pleased with your reaction, you can you can come with me. <laughs> yeah. And Sylvester McCoy would be like, oh, how would you feel about me manipulating into your all of your timeline? <laughs> 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 and forcing you to confront your fears. <laughs> sorry, it's got a bit out of hand. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that came from. So we're here to go to uh, skip into episode four of The Three Doctors, a story of enormous ambition and uh, inadequate realisation. Yeah, I think that sums it up, yeah. Um, but... Oh, sorry. No, go on. But very enjoyable, very enjoyable. Very enjoyable. Okay, so so even before we skip in, like, what are the? Oh, name me a couple of enjoyable things about this story. Well, it's it's the, the first time these doctors, you know, you see Patrick Troughton comes back, and you've got William Hartnell. That is the top for me. Seeing those characters back and interacting, and the interaction between the second and the third Doctor is great. And getting, you know, Omega as a character, as a, a villain. Yeah. Is, is great. Do you know what I was thinking? I know we've had a whole season of The Master before, haven't we? Mm -hmm. But for an anniversary story, you would have thought maybe, would they, is it just because they're trying to think of something else and go in a different direction? You think maybe The Master, he's built up as part of that regular team. Yeah. You think he would be part of this anniversary story. If this was being done now, this would be the end of the season, and we would have had hints and whispers about Omega throughout, and and it would build up to his like big reveal at the end of the season. Instead, they're like, no, yeah. we're doing it all at the beginning. You'd have like Omega like graffitied and on the unit wall or something, you know, in the background of a of a story. <laughs> or it'd be like. What was that over there? It looked like a big jelly, but I'm not sure. Well, like, yeah, yeah. They'd find bits of jelly in each story. Like, oh, this stuff's everywhere. Uh, or, or the Brigadier uh, would be complaining. 
like you keep leaving bits of jelly all over the <laughs> and he's like what's going on throughout you know the season and uh, that sounds like the sure. shittiest season ever thank god we weren't right just like in the middle of you know the time monster or something doctor like, i keep my <laughs> or it'll just be a throwaway you know line like benson clean up that jelly <laughs> we're going back to that story again <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What's been happening in this lab? <laughs> it's covered in jelly. <laughs> it's covered, covered in jelly. Oh the cleaning bills for this lab are Stop, I've got to wet myself. Oh, okay. Okay, right. Let's go into episode four after the unit lab's been covered in KY. In five, four, three. You ready? Yeah, hang on, my cat is back. I knew I should. Oh no! Sorry, I can press play. Yep. Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Oh my god, I never ever laughed so much. Right. <sighs> anyway, serious face. The doctor's in terrible danger. Oh yeah, we we left him lying on the floor with that creature in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do one of these with you. Anything. You didn't say anything. You bring out the I worst in me. Listing for that week, it's not me. I swear to God, you bring <laughs> out the worst in me. You just offer too many openings. Oh no, I can't say that. <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna shut up. <sighs> okay. There they are wrestling in slow motion. And I wonder if anyone's doing that speed funny up the film sort of, and see what it looks like. You know when they when they do like very quietly on a drum, it's doing that kind of noise. Go on. Mm, yeah, less convincing when he's back in the studio. Yeah. I mean, they could have got William Hartnell back to do that wrestling bit on film. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have to say anything, does he? Just yeah, he doesn't. Have to work. And do you remember he that scene in William Hartnell? That scene in the Romans. It's not like he can't toss a bloke off, is it? <laughs> no, do you remember he throws him out a window or something, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he does. It's really funny. Indeed. I, I love the fact that in this quarry, there's convenient roads for Bessie to drive along. <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, that's very thoughtful of Omega to do that. Oh, okay. So I think I've, I've discovered the purpose of Mr. Ollis. Okay. But, um, so he's, well, he's like there, isn't he? Like, he's protecting him with his rifle. But does that, would that rifle even work in this universe? You, know, you have such a sort of shit all over all my theories, don't you? Honestly. <laughs> I don't want to keep having you back on here, you know. <laughs> I love the bit where the doctor says, um, what was it? Um, I was going out for a stroll with my friend, and then this horrible great jelly came along. <laughs> well, I like the shot with the, with the, you know, steam in the background. And, and the wobbly effects, you know, the, the bit of wobble. Yeah. Things are starting to, to fall down, aren't they? You know, you said Omega was having a bit of stress in the last episode. Hey, mm. I mean, this is peak stress now, isn't it? He's this is very, very stressful, yeah. Oh, I see. The Doctor's being smart because he's trying to see how far he can push him. So if he gets pissed off, then his what? His, his grasp on his reality weakens. 
I think it, it loses his, his concentration and he can't keep everything together. They could then discover a small orifice and pilot the TARDIS through it. <laughs> oh, well, no, not well, the TARDIS. Yeah. Um, they could pilot the unit headquarters through it. Why are you laughing? I'm being serious. I created X. Jesus, he is power mad, isn't he? Because actually, you know, in terms of Doctor Who monsters, you can be forgiven for thinking that is his face. It's just a badly realised mask. I don't think it is badly realised. I mean, no, I mean, in terms of he, in the story, he has, it's a mask and he's got human underneath. But you could be watching this as a viewer thinking, oh, that's the Doctor Who monster of the week. Because a lot of, you know, other costumes don't have a movable mouth or something. And that could just be his face, if you see what I mean. Mm -hmm. It looks good. Yeah. I mean, look but how that's it's... why the mouth isn't moving. and It's lit at the moment and backlit red there. That looks really quite effective. Mm. And, you know, the irony is, yeah, probably the most chilling Doctor Who monster there ever is, is when he takes the mask off and there's nothing there. Cause that's... Oh, it's amazing. But that's really scary. But so, so the fact that it's just nothing, it's the cheapest monster they've ever done. It's a great... Uh, that, I reckon that's a Barry Letts idea there. That's Barry Letts saying, we can do it like this. We can do the technical stuff like this but it is it is curious because like the other week um the other week a little while back i did the demons right and the production value on the demons is out of this world it's you know what there's there's lots going on there's loads of location work there's loads of action um and that's that's like you know just like, like a normal story this is the anniversary exactly yeah it's I mean, the budget went on the explosions. Maybe they thought that the ideas were enough. Like, I mean, it's an epic. I mean, from what we've had so far for the, you know, for the third Doctor, it is an epic story that they are telling. It's not just your usual something unusual happening in a village on Earth. That's true. It's got scale, and Time Lords are back. That's a big thing. It does. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's got all of these things. But do it you just doesn't envisage that if this was, I don't know, a movie in like the Marvel universe, it would look like this. Because <laughs> I, I would almost dare them to put out a movie that looks like this. But I can be, I, so I've always said, like, I love it when Doctor's ambitious and I can be very forgiving if it's overly ambitious because I can see what they're going for. Hmm. But actually, I think this isn't, overly ambitious they could just do better than this they can do better than this that's what it is because we've seen better before yeah that's what oh, it is oh here we go the, the the cso shot of where he lifts up it's mm. haunting isn't it you know so you don't want to see that face like shuts the mask down i've got the action figure of omega the little you know the character options glittery omega I've got another question for you, right? Because you're a pretty guy. So is your like worst nightmare that you would wake up one day and your head's gone? Um, well, I've never thought about it, but <laughs> it would be inconvenient. Um, it I, wouldn't, I don't know if it's a worst nightmare. <laughs> I fear I may send you into a spin of existential angst now. Of like, is my head just going to vanish? Like, <laughs> I mean, if I had to wear that helmet all the time, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> oh, no, you're much better to look at as you are. Um, 
that scream that he just did that Jason talked about, mm. you don't often get like piteous screams from the villains, do you? Like there's there's no. there's there's tragedy to this as well. In conception, it's very, very like, epic. It's mythic, you know? You don't get performances like this anymore either. It's so good, yeah. It's a shame though, isn't it? Like performances are terribly naturalistic these days. Yeah, you just need, I mean, it's the, it has to be so, you know, he has to fall into this rage so much that this whole universe is going to collapse. So how else are you going to do that? You can't just be like, oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like yeah, and it's like now they they need to realise that this reality is kind of falling apart, but they don't really, do they? On film, no, in studio, yes, and then it's there's a sort there's a big disconnect between the filming location stuff and the inside. It doesn't really that's part of the problem of this, I think. Like heaven forbid, I bring up the Battle of Ranscourt Avcolos whilst we're talking about the Three Doctors because I think this is a much better story than that. But do you remember the ending of that when the quarry and all the rocks were flinging in the air? Mm. That's kind of what this should be. You need that, yeah, because now you know they're back. They've sort of just wandered out of it and back in, and it does. It feels safe already. It doesn't I, feel I would... like there's immediate danger, or we're going to a sort of epic finale. It's just. Do you think like that like there should be a scene at the end where everyone sort of sits around and goes, the Brigadier thought it was Chroma. <laughs> <laughs> he thought the Doctor had made all this with unit budget. Like <laughs> And then we can cut to you have been watching. <laughs> yeah. Do you think in um Ollis and the Brig, the new spin-off show, that Dr. Tyler could feature quite a lot? Oh yeah, he comes in to help with the yeah, the science stuff, yeah. He has an affair with Mrs. Ollis in one episode. Oh, no. oh my god, look at them all trying to get into the <laughs> There must this have been a, a hole the, the other the side. Guard, this is a bit where the, the guards part and Chloe Webber steps forward and say and oh, says, no. I was behind this all along. <laughs> I love you, Mr. Ollis. Oh no, what was it, Dr. Tyler? <laughs> well, or it cuts, and she's been she's been drawing Omega, and then she's like, no, and then scribbles it out and throws it in the bin. Oh my god, that would be a great twist. She drew Omega, so like, oh, I created all of this. Yeah, she created it, and then yeah. Really, I feel like like we could write in Chloe Webber into practically any story. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> I didn't realize as well. This is the first time we've seen this TARDIS set. This is new. Yeah, and it is better than the Time Monster one, let's be honest. Oh, I don't know what they were thinking about that, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, I was going to challenge you, wasn't I? And I haven't. So, Mark, the jail guards are uh, perhaps uh, an unconvincing monster in Doctor Who. Yes. Um, yeah. What would you imagine, if they were in the top five, what are the other four most unconvincing Doctor Who monsters that, that should have been great? Okay, um... Crotons. Okay. I agree. <laughs> uh, on point. I mean, these these guards are down there with the Tara and Wood Beast, obviously. Oh yeah, he's they're only in, that, in it for like in the one same scene, category, isn't he? He's only in one scene, but yeah, it's a bad scene. <laughs> it is a bad. Scene. Uh, 
<laughs> I'll put quarks in there as well. Uh, <laughs> Shall we destroy? Shall we destroy? Yeah. Uh, the sliver. I know that's only in one scene. Do you remember uh, that noise he makes? That really weird, like. Yeah. That's a good noise, actually. Very strange. Um, the, um, the thing from Invisible Enemy. Oh, the swarm of the nucleus. No, wait. The, the nucleus of the, the nucleus. The nucleus yes. of the swarm. That's it. Sorry. Swarm of the nucleus. Yeah. Oh, that's ha pretty bad. Hartnell's back. Oh, I just, I just cut to him full screen. Look, you look at his face. Though you can, he, he looks older than he is. He's like. I think he's 64 here or something. But I think he looks a lot older than yeah, that. 60, yeah. I don't know. I can't really see. I just want to see him a bit clearer. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I think I think we should be grateful that they put him in a tool. Because oh, absolutely. Oh, amazing. It would be so... If this was like one of these things where it was, oh, we couldn't take part and this was a script that they didn't use and he just... I mean, great with Patrick Trout and back, but... If, you know. I think the nicest bit with Hartnell, apart from like the bantering, that that lovely bit where he's just wandering around the garden in black and white, and I think, oh, oh I know, so yeah, yeah. Because you you rate Hartnell, don't you? Like his doctor. Oh yes, yeah, absolutely. What do you think of the um the Herndel doctor in the Five Doctors? They could have gone down that route. He's, he, I think he does pretty good for what he's got to do, but it's just. In no way like William Hunt. Like David Bradley, though. They're, they're like reinterpretations rather than impressions, you know? Mm. Yeah. As easy as pie. As easy as pie. <laughs> <laughs> and that bit where he eats the pineapple. I was about to say the pineapple bit is the bit. I mean, I don't really like watching people eat on screen. That's revolting. I mean, that's right in your that's right in your face munching out, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, who wants to see that? that in there. <laughs> <sighs> okay so so that's like Chekhov's recorder there isn't it so it's been mentioned early mm. and it's got a vital part of the conclusion it's sticking out of a cheap looking box it's a shame though I'd love for the conclusion to be that you had to like 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 toot on it in that box like <laughs> So how do they trick him again? So they say, right, we're going to come out and we're going to take part in this. But does Omega think then he can just pop off back to Gallifrey? Well, he wants to come back, doesn't he? Yeah, I think that's the idea. Oh, it's... it's no surprise to me at all that when he does come back to reality, he heads straight to Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to Amsterdam? No, I haven't. Oh, no. I'll take you one day. It'll be a memorable weekend. <clears throat> Did you see the um, locations of Arkham Infinity? Oh, there's, there's far no. more excitement than that, trust me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you see one of them little uh, carousel? <laughs> Hang out. I, I usually go and meet my friends Colin and Robin. <laughs> oh, in that crypt? I want to know that crypt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you've squatted there. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> done more than that. <laughs> oh, only in your imagination. Oh, <laughs> like, look, I can see at the top of that set there that that's clearly in the studio. It must be a really tiny bit of studio as well. Yeah. 
So they're going to trick him. Oh, that's right. They do trick him. And then uh, Joe sees that the doctor's really hurt because he had to fool him. <laughs> Katie Rayner does that so well. You know, when she's got to do like a, without saying anything, she's got to do like a dramatic reaction. Like, <gasps> <laughs> In the, in the claws of Axos, when the monsters are there, she just kept looking straight at the camera, going, <gasps> and grabbing her head. It was oh, so she, yeah, she does those. Yeah, she does that great. Oh my god! Imagine if they'd um, brought Caroline Ford back instead. Let's not imagine that. No. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know though. To see Caroline Ford alongside uh, Troughton would be lovely oh i don't know all the time lords get in touch with her or something like that um yeah or omega's captured her or something and say and said i'll give you back susan if you come and like swap places oh, with me or something you know, like you've that. written some terrific alternatives to this <laughs> <laughs> and then i kind of she's got to stand in that steam uh, in that steam column <laughs> captured stand there carol <laughs> <laughs> It would just get you know, there's three doctors. She'd be going grandfather all yeah, the time, exactly. wouldn't she? Oh, you're not my grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the the original? <laughs> um oh, sorry, dimensions and time slips into everything, doesn't it? <laughs> this sequence where they say goodbye, because they think they're saying goodbye for good, it's genuinely very moving. Mm -hmm. It's so bizarre. You've got all this running around in a quarry, and then at the end, there's some really beautiful scenes. All right, we don't really care about Dr. Tyler. Going yeah, on. maybe somebody could speed up some of them. What is it with you wanting to speed up Dr. Who all the time? <laughs> well, just, <laughs> the fight you know. scenes are too long, the goodbyes are too long. Honestly, anyone would think, you know, that uh, Pertwee's six-parter would be too long for you. Oh, God. Oh, look, look at that studio floor. I was about to say, that's the problem. Just put something, just put a bit of paint down. That's or, all you need to I don't do. Know, put a bit of glitter down. Some, some mud or some debris or yeah, anything. Exactly. Like when they went for that in Paradise, Paradise Tower, do you remember when they covered the floor in litter? And it just makes all the difference. It just adds to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Some yeah, blobby pools of jelly or something. You realise something? We've complimented both Time and the Rani and Paradise Towers in this. Can be done. I mean, this isn't that, you know, it's uh, <laughs> no, no, I not that bad. Oh, Joe. I mean, yeah, I, everyone loves Joe and her her character. And do you get a little bit tired, though, of all this stuff of her being like, oh, Doctor? Oh, what? Like trying to sacrifice her? You know, when she thinks, you know, he's going to be killed or. Oh, do you get uh... a little bit tired of it. Or is that just Doctor Who? I think it's just you again, honestly. No, I don't know. I just, I, you know, I like a nice, loyal companion who gets very sad. Yeah, but, but like every week. <laughs> they should laugh about that as well. I thought you was going to die again. <laughs> you have been watching. <laughs> oh, that's nice. The salute I like. Oh my god, I hate to break this to you, but I have a feeling that you are about to lose your entire world. So, what occurs though, like between this and Arc of Infinity? You can have your freedom. Well, doesn't he go back? Isn't he just coming back through again in Arc of Infinity? Is someone helping him? The guy with the pen that does the. Yeah, Councillor Heading. 
you just see a hand doesn't he tap his pen a lot or something you know what what would be brilliant right would be if there was a sequence at the end of this where councillor heading all the power comes on on gallifrey and councillor heading's in the background going (gasps) he's that guy in the background in part one (gasps) the one doing the temporal monitoring but in a previous incarnation my god we've got this yes and then at the end he looks at the camera like "Mm." Oh, and then you've got to wait however many years later. You know all that like sort of ranting he's doing. Have you ever been that angry? I don't know. If I've ever been that angry. Oh no, not not like that. No. You know where you're ranting, saying, oh, "I created all of this." Yeah, <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I've got a bit of an ego, but it ain't that. Oh, yeah, that's not monstrous. Although I do think some people do live their lives, you know, in a constant state of anxiety like that. Once again, it's doing an Omega. Wait, where is he? Where's... Oh, we missed it. There was a zoom across, though. You could see some timelines in the background, and that's where Heading was. Wow. <laughs> I love the fact that, you know, when they reappeared, they all just sort of jumped in the air, and then they started the rolling just as they were coming down. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone jump, go. <laughs> Harry Roy, Harry Roy. Oh. Here they are. That, that line, wonderful chat, both of him. No, is it just me? Do you have no heart, Mark? Where's Mr. Ollis? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> oh, look, Mr. Ollis is back. Mr. Ollis is back. You wonder if you woke up the next day and was like, oh, did I dream that? Did that happen to me? Yeah. Did I dream that? What did you put in the hot pot last night, Doris? <laughs> Actually, no, we said Benton had a big role in this, but he's kind of just stood in the background looking Bentony, hasn't he? Yeah, well, Joe doesn't really do tons, does she? She's not a main. That's true. And you, you think of the rest of this either. season. She does tons in Carnival of Monsters. She does tons in Frontier and Space. Mm. Oh my God, she has a whole episode to herself in Planet of the Daleks. Yeah, yeah. So she's, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of characters to fit in in this. Yeah, oh, here he is, William Martin. Okay. That's when you're happiest, isn't it? When all three of them are together. Yeah. Uh, do you do you know what the original line was? You know, he says, "Oh, you're my replacement, a dandy and a clown." It was both. I think the original line was like a hairdresser and something. <laughs> I think the hairdresser line was supposed to be for Pertwee. <laughs> oh, I bet he made that adjustment. I bet he wouldn't have that, would he? Hairdresser and a. Short yeah. back and side, Sarah. <laughs> I've met a few hairdressers as flamboyant as that, actually, to be honest. <laughs> it's a little sideline, you know. He's stuck on Earth. He needed to earn a buck. Why not? Oh, no. He was stuck on Earth, but... Dot, 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 dot. Yes. This is the... Um, again, another big moment, a different thing. This changes everything. Yeah. And I had the fact that they just go all out in Carnival of Monsters to like they, they it's just out there isn't it tell me you like Carnival of Monsters um oh my god <laughs> I, I can't help it I just okay no, it's okay tell me it's a Doctor right. Who story you like 
I love Planet of the Daleks. Oh, you can stay. <laughs> Planet of the Daleks. Man, the Supreme Dalek, right? What, oh, yeah. What a bitch. <laughs> you have done a shit job. Die! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's interesting they didn't have the Daleks back for a celebratory story. Well, you would think as well, because they've got costumes, they've got Cyberman costumes and all sorts, that they would have just populated that quarry, maybe, with loads of monsters. Mm. Oh, no, it would have been like Dimensions in Time again, though, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, sort of Dimensions in the Death Zone, wouldn't it? The yeah. earliest appearance of Fifi from Happiness Patrol. <laughs> Yeah. He's in Dimensions in Time. Yeah, they all are. They're all. And Mordred Undead and. Vervoid. And Argolin, weirdly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one of them guards from Terminus, I think, yeah. that probably someone thought was a monster, but it isn't. <laughs> what have we got in the Museum of Moving Image? Right, use it. Yeah. Yeah, chuck them all in them windows. We've got this little animatronic dog. Okay, use it. <laughs> Oh, here we go. And where do you think you've, where do you think you've been, Mr. Alice? Go on, you say it. Well? Well? That is the most sexist line. You never believe me. Woman. <laughs> Supper ready. <laughs> so we cut away from the shot where she literally slapped him around the face. You That's have the name been of the watching... series, yeah. You never believe me, woman. <laughs> <laughs> this is the 70s, so that's very possible. <laughs> this uh, weekend, you'd never believe me, woman. <laughs> Mr. Rollins explores Chroma. And the Brigadier. Amsterdam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh. Amsterdam special. Now we have completed that epic adventure. Once again, in conception, if perhaps not realisation. Uh, Mark, I would like for you now... I can't believe I'm going to ask you this question after what you've said about this story. Um, to explain why people listening should go to their shelf immediately, grab the three doctors and put it on. Okay, well, I, I don't think I've been that harsh. Um, but if you want to watch a fun adventure and if you can look past some of the production um deficiencies yes yeah if you can look past some of that it's a great script as you say with a lot of ambition and of course you've got patrick Trouton and william hartnell a great and the unit family at its sort of peak i suppose as well uh so it's just a fun celebratory adventure uh and obviously a great villain in omega as well so oh, okay there you go i'm sold um <laughs> that just leaves me to say thank you very much for your time um thank you and for uh bringing absolutely the worst out of me yes <laughs> that was you you, you seem to do it every time um but i certainly hope i can entice you back for another one of these um absolutely. maybe we should move into the new series again next time mm, yes yeah we shall see but thank you very much it's been a pleasure okay